healthcare. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man. Nearly a two-word review just a shit sandwich. That right there, he is a logical power. Kevin and you are listening to episode number 40 of Chunky Glasses, the podcast. Technically, we are taking uh, about a week or two off, uh, but we didn't want to leave our 10 listeners hanging. So uh, we have put together, uh, this is an older interview from back in uh, early 2013. Uh, It's actually the interview that sort of led to us uh, really doing more with the podcast than we were doing. Uh, So uh, we went over and sat down with Nassim Curry of uh, Kingsley Flood, who's one of our favorite bands, uh, and talked to him about uh, the making of battles. Uh, going to play a few songs for us. Uh, this was right after they found out they're going to be playing Newport for the very first time. Uh, so obviously we talked about that a little bit. Uh, all in all, it is a uh, spectacular interview. Uh, if you are not familiar with Kingsley Flood, this is your chance to find out a little bit more about them. They're a spectacular band based out of uh, Boston, and Nassim is here in D.C. So I will shut up now and let you listen to our interview with Nassim Curry. i 
pennies in my well I've got faith in faith Because the other choice Is no choice at all Now there's a man in the sky That I don't ride by But he ain't done right by me Never had to ask forgiveness For the things I've done But you just wait and see I will be Nassim Curry. Uh, if you all don't know him, he is the lead singer of the Boston, D.C. band known as Kingsley Flood, who released an album earlier this year, Battles, to uh, actually widespread acclaim. You guys have like been hitting the press a good bit. Um, I think you just got, you won, well, 2010, you won New Artist of the Year? 2010, right? And then recently you were voted uh, one of the 20 bands that are pushing the envelope for... Uh, I didn't write down the name of the site. Um, that's that was just like yesterday. It was yesterday. Uh, alternate route. But you're in the company of bands like Over the Rhine, Johnny Fritz, Elephant Revival, and stuff. You're, you're in good company. Right. Uh, so I guess team, thank you for having us in your living room. Here. Thanks for coming over. Um, tell us a little bit Thanks about for testing the salsa. Yeah, guys <laughs> are kind of guinea pigs on that one. I, I tested a hell of a right, salsa. I didn't know how good it was. So in 2010, uh, when you guys got together, were you uh, was this like a songwriting project? Was it like you just said, I just want to start a fucking band? Or how did that go? No, I um, I had a bunch of songs all throughout sort of early, mid-20s um, that I never thought would leave my bedroom. Um, and uh, I had a bunch of big ideas. I had a bunch of things I wanted to say. And of right. course, the whole time I'm sitting around going like, how do I find a band? How do people find bands? Mm-hmm. How does that... It doesn't just happen. Um and so, yeah, there were, I had all this like songs just sort of pent up and, um, and then I, through Craigslist, met Nick, um, Balkan, who, um, at that time was play, playing in like this, uh, orchestrally pop band in Boston playing guitar. And I asked him to pick up a bass for the first time, um, because a, uh, a friend of mine was playing at this place called the Lizard Lounge in, in Cambridge, needed an opener. And I was like, all right, I'm going to find... A bassist and a drummer, and uh, and that's sort of the first uh, formation wow. of the band. I had the name kicking around for like a long time. You yeah. Know? What's now, the of name? course, I wake up every day. I'm saying that's the stupidest name. It's oh, and what's the name referred to? Um, I just like the word flood. Just like the word flood. Um, I like the sort of connotations of it. I like the biblical aspect of it. I like yeah. sort of everything about it. Um, and Kingsley, I just lived on a street named Kingsley in Lower Alston, Boston. That's how it happened. And then um, and I also heard that that was a, the name of a street that Springsteen used to race cars on. So I was like, oh, that means I have to name my band. Yeah. So, you know, obviously, a big Springsteen fan? I am a Springsteen fan. Yes. Uh, um, from there, that was when? That was what, 2000? That was actually earlier than 10. That was um, late 2008. How long did it take to put together like the rest of the band? 
because uh, like I said, you are, you are a six piece now. We're a six piece, and the that and first record that we did is as just me, Nick, and Chris are the only people who are on that record who are currently in the band still. Because oh, okay. um, we have a different drummer now. We have a different um, at one guy named Michael Spaley played guitar, violin, mandolin, banjo, everything um, on that first record, and then he went and got all serious and had a family and moved okay. to Seattle. So okay, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, from there, priorities. And, and you guys actually got attention pretty immediately. I mean, it was as far as I mean, we, we are in the internet age, so right. I mean, it's, it's easy enough. Uh, but uh, there's been a like a sort of a new, uh, which I, I don't classify you guys in at all, but a new like sort of folk movement that picked you guys up, right? And well, like and paid attention to like what you were doing. It's funny we didn't start out saying we want to be a, an old timey American right. band. I, I was looking for a, an organist and a keys player. Uh-huh. And then Mike Spaley was like, oh, I happen to play banjo and mandolin and, and fiddle. And I was like, all right. So it started that, and, um, and it just sort of happened that way. Yeah. Um, but we really liked the songs. We liked how it worked with the songs. Yeah. We sort of stuck there. Yeah, definitely. And it's been an evolution, I think, of your sound. When we get to uh, Battles, which came out this year, which right. is like... And, you know, like I wrote the review, so it's it's an excellent album. Thank you for that. There is, um, you guys pushed that not to like go back to like the award you just won or that list, but you really did push what that definition of all that stuff is doing because uh, I think a lot of times that get might get a little boring, mm-hmm. and you guys are pushing into this territory of almost like old mod Brit pop. Like small faces, yeah. Uh, I heard a lot of people toss around the kinks and stuff. Is that uh, intentional, or is that just an evolution? Was that uh, your album was produced by uh, the same Casserer? Casserer, Casserer, Casserer. Excuse yes. me. Um, who also produced David Wax? Wax is not now get up. Uh, how did this latest album evolve out of like to where it is now? Yeah, I think this is the album that we wanted to make for a long time. Yeah. Um, it's the one that we finally got. Um, we finally felt formed enough. We had played enough on the road. We had logged in enough hours on the road that we knew what our sound was. We knew what sound we wanted to go for. We knew what we were trying to accomplish. Um, and it's the one where we really put a lot of time into it. Um, and we asked you know, fans and supporters to help us out. So we used a Pledge Music campaign yeah. um, to finance the thing. And so we could take our time with it. Um, and um, in terms of how we evolved that way, I don't, I don't necessarily consider it an evolution. I consider it as this is the one that we really wanted to make. Really wanted to um, and this is the one that's the sort of culmination of all those hours on the road. It, um, is it, um, the, as far as when you guys write songs, I mean, is this a combination of like all you guys like ex- experience what you listen to and everything? Because you, know, you said you were a Springsteen fan. Yeah. And that definitely is in there in the writing. Yeah. Um, uh, is that... Is that basically what happens? Like everything. I think what happens is that I have an idea. I mm-hmm. sit, I sit here in my bedroom at three in the morning, and I come up with this what I think is this incredible idea, and I come up with parts, and, and then I bring all that to the band, and it just goes out the window, and everyone's <laughs> like, "No, your parts are crap. Um, we're going to come up with our own parts," um, and then it takes on a life of its own. So everyone is able to bring their own influences right. to the band. Um, I do think for this album that we all were actually thinking a lot. We actually all have been on a big kinks kick. Yeah. Um, and I think part of the reason we, we love 
that is um, there's just so many dynamics and whatever we do we want dynamics we want a dynamic live show we want up and down we want to tell a story we want to go from A to B um, and along the way we're not just going to beat you over the head with the same thing we want we like we like variety and, and, and I think that we treat our live show like that we treat our albums like that um, we just want as much dynamics as possible without doing it for the sake of it you know at the end of the day yeah. you have to listen you have to listen to what the song calls for yeah and I would say on album and actually uh, the live show um, it, it definitely succeeded that's what that's what sort of shocked me I guess uh, about the live show was that it really was sort of like a, a journey from start to finish oh, I mean cool. you uh, and the entire band was so invested in it um, and it, it, it reached a point a few songs in where you just simply could not take your eyes off you guys. Cool. Because what was going on on stage was just like, ah, oh, that's exactly how it needed to be. Cool, cool. Um, uh, which was a weird night. And I mean, uh, it could be, like you guys have an ugly purple sweater. Right. Um, and they're great. I don't know who would follow you right now in your guys' career. <laughs> right. Um, because it was clear that you guys won it. We're thinking Metallica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but you know what I mean. I mean, you guys like it is very clear, almost like a mission. Mm-hmm. It seems that where you come out and like you're going to play this show, and I assume that happens at every show. Yeah, uh, every show we treat like our last. We're going to leave it all out there, yeah. um, and um, and yeah, I think actually that also comes from this. I had like a lot of death around us. <laughs> like yeah. the first album was dedicated to my dad who had just died. Right. Um, this last album was dedicated to our great friend Matt who mm-hmm. just died in September. And um, and so that just sort of to us like uh, he he was on the road with us a lot. We, we dedicated the album to him. We wrote something on our website about it. Um, he's from Madison and everyone from Madison yeah. has been like wildly supportive. Um, but um, I think we treat the... Every show having that sort of fragility yeah. in mind and just being like, screw this. Let's just, even if there's one person in the crowd, our goal is to win over that one person. If they're sitting there like this, we're just going to be like, all right. And in DC, that's this. tough. Yeah. Uh, I mean, do, do you see a difference uh, coming? Because you're, you're here and the rest of the band is in Boston. Yeah. Um, as far as like, the shows you play, uh, do you see a difference in those crowds? Uh, it's like I said, DC is notoriously just tough. <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of disagree. Really? Because our DC shows, I think that people sort of, we get great reactions from the crowd. And I, like any band on stage, you feed off a crowd. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because people are working really hard in intense jobs down yeah. here and they really need to cut loose or what, but... Um, but we have a blast every time we play DC. Like there, that, there's like a black hat show. Was there's a, a line around the block. Yeah, that's and, and I'm glad that people are you know willing to sit. Up. That was in January, so they're willing to sit yeah. out in the cold and then yeah. cut loose and then whatever uh, you know. We just want to give it to them when we get on stage and you know leave it all out there. So you're going to be playing uh, Newport Folk Festival this year, right? Uh, did that. How did that come about, and did it uh, fairly blow your minds, or was that something you'd been working for? No, totally. Yeah, yeah, I think I did a few cartwheels. Nice. Um, I hurt my back in the process. Um, Yeah, no, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Um, 
I think we've just been... I think Newport does a great job of um, balancing sort of huge people that have been around for a long time mm-hmm. and trying to really cultivate younger artists and um, or, you know, newer artists. I wouldn't say that we're exactly young, but <laughs> newer artists. Um, and um, I don't know. I, I'd like to think that they sort of are keeping an eye on the sort of Boston scene because I think it's a great scene and I think there's a lot of people doing amazing things yeah. in Boston. Um, and a lot of our friends have already played Newport that we've played a bunch of shows with. Joe Fletcher, um, Spirit Family. Uh, yeah, saw him last, last year. Nice. It's amazing. Um, and all these guys. And I think that they're, that's the kind of world that we like to live in. And I'm, yeah. and I'm glad that we're sort of going to be a part of that this summer too. So Good. it's going to be awesome. We're, we're pretty excited about that. Yeah. Uh, well, you feel like playing a song maybe? Sure. All right. All right.
that is what I was talking about, the mod. Yeah. Um, type, type feel. Um, it's yeah. very sunny. Uh, it, it could find a place in, I, I don't know, like 1967, somewhere and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, how, how did you come by, like, that as opposed to, like, some of the other songs on the album? Um, that song... That song actually started off as a very different thing. It was just going to be a a vocal drum thing. Okay. Um, and then that just wasn't working. And it was very much a thing where we just sort of... I just came up with these chords. And I think what makes the song is the guitar riff, which is all George. Mm-hmm. Um, George just came up with that. And it killed us all right when he came up with it. And in the studio, Sam said, let's, let's double, let's octave that. So you can hear, um, we tucked the higher, the higher octave a little lower in the mix, but you can still hear it. And because if you blare it up really high, it sounds a little too guitar mini thing going on. Um, which is awesome. Don't get me wrong. Which Um, you should cover White Snake. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, but didn't fit for that song. I think where it sits now, like really fits for it. And that's how... Absolutely. Yeah, I thought that riff just sort of made that song. And I think, um, in particular, um, I was thinking, I was actually thinking, I totally ripped off, um, the initial sort of melody for that song was a total ripoff of um, um, uh, the Sunny Afternoon, Summer Afternoon Kinks song. Yeah. Um, But that's uh, okay, though. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to rip off somebody, Ray Davies is the person that you want to rip off. Yeah, exactly. And I mean... Um, And it's not a rip off. I mean, mean, ultimately, you made it your own. I think we... I I hope we made our own. Yeah, you absolutely made it your own. And and now, whereas the message of like that song, I mean, that's a very sunny, poppy song. Um, And it's one side of you guys, one side that comes out very strongly on battles. Mm -hmm. You also get into like, there's some like deep, deep storytelling. Right. Which differentiates you guys from, say, bands like the Lumineers or, I mean, most definitely Mumford & Sons. I hate to bring them up. But, uh, and it, it is no what, it, 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 I mean, it is what makes the difference uh, between you guys and them. Uh, I mean, are these all stories, uh, like, from your head? Or are they stories from uh, just band experiences and stuff? Like, how autobiographical? Right. Um a lot of this album is um, very much sort of about the guy uh, who does everything right and still gets screwed, mm-hmm. still falls behind. And I think that's a that's a theme that's sort of been present in every single one of our lives. Um, and uh, and it's been um, I think it's been there a lot, sort of in the news um, with the economy and everything like yeah. that. You just keep hearing those stories, and I, it resonates a lot with us as a band where. Half our band was laid off from jobs, and yeah, and um, and it felt like everyone was doing everything right. You're going to school, you're you're paying your taxes, you're doing it right, and you're still hurting. And it's the first time ever that people are starting to say, "Oh, we're not going to do as well as our as the previous generation did," and yeah. that's sort of against the promise of America, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah sure. And uh, and so I'm interested in 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 that and. Um, and what happens, and mainly, and the question I think that the album asks is, all right, so what choices do you have? All right, so you're screwed, so what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, Sun Gonna Let Me Shine is actually, uh, you know, it sounds like a very uh, uplifting thing. Um, basically, it's a song about selling out. Yeah. Um, and if you're able it, to, you know, just 
screw it. I'm going to sell out. Um, or I'm going to throw elbows. What other choices do I got? Yeah. And, and in that context, it's sort of a, it, it sort of becomes hilarious. Hilariously sad. Right. Um, because you're like, right. like, yeah, it's going to let me shine. Yeah. Like, I, Those are always I my give favorite up. songs that, that, yeah. The, yeah. that, you know, you're chanting something or you're totally like, you know, moving your ass around. Yeah. And you don't, the words are totally contradictory to what you're actually saying. So, so is Battles, I mean, is it sort of a, a concept album? Um, you know, it's funny. I like, yeah, but I don't think I think every album should be a concept. Sure, album. sure, sure. I mean, I mean, from a, from a writer's standpoint, I mean, you're obviously thinking. Yeah, like, I'm worried about the things. albums that don't have a concept. I don't right. want to, unless right. it's like an album that's specifically designed to just like move your ass and dance, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, I think, the, well, that's a concept in itself. Like, it I is think a, everything yeah, should have a concept. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I've got, I've got. You know, I think we've got stories to tell, and, and we're trying to tell them. So if that's called a concept album, then fine you know we'll take it yeah um, nice nice yeah because it, it definitely is um there, there's moments on that that like you you get inside characters like specifically on, on the title track you know mm-hmm. like just that riff from the opening night yeah pulls you inside that character cool and then all of a sudden you're like there and you're like you're fighting right like this is right. like and you you can't hear that and not feel that way right. uh, which is uh, which I which I think is something like that not a lot of people did and, and you guys did an amazing job. Cool, thanks. With that. Um another song was uh Waiting for the River to Rise. Uh how did that song come about and what's that song about? Uh that's that's very much that idea of um the person that does everything mm-hmm. right. Um you're born by the book, um keep your carpet clean and your money earned. Uh it's very much that and you still sort of fall behind. Um and then uh you know what do you do about that? Um, and it, it's a—I think it's a defiant song. It's sort of saying, "All right, I done everything right. I still get screwed, but I'm not just going to put my fate in the hands of other people. I'm going to try to take some control back." And, right. um, and you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, but that was a song, also that it's—it's it's become this uh, sort of near and dear to our hearts. That was our, our friend. Matt's favorite song yeah. on the album um, before the album was released he had heard it because um, he was very close to the band and uh, and then he passed away and I think and, and that was his favorite song so that takes on sort of an extra sort of significant meaning for us so. yeah and you guys mentioned that at the live show and it, yeah. and it definitely yeah, yeah, talks a lot about it so, <laughs> and, and you should and I mean he'd be pissed he would be really would he be like, pissed stop talking about me well you know, this is not about yeah, me friends would do that yeah. uh but it clearly, and, and I think it's important to have things, not things like that, because those are bad, but uh, those things influence right. what you do. And if I think it definitely it, influences the way we play it. I right. We play it. It has taken on more significant meaning. It's taken on this sort of life of its own. And, yeah. Uh, and we didn't expect that. Like, I thought that was kind of a throwaway song. Uh, I wasn't expecting much of it when we put this album out. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a lot, and that's what's funny, is that you, you go into the studio... And you expect certain things, and then it comes out totally different. And all the songs yeah. that I thought were going to be something turn out to be totally, you know, different. Uh, but we're psyched with the results. So, yeah, uh, Nassim, thank you for letting us come into your home and you. uh, and do this. And I hope the salsa was good. 
<laughs> the salsa, really salsa was fantastic. Uh, it's very good. Yeah. I haven't talked because I've been eating. <laughs> yeah. The black um, bean dip's pretty good too. You guys, how many how many shows you yeah, got planned this year? No, how many shows you got planned this year? This year, man, uh, I have no idea. Nope. Um, number, I can't give you a number, but a lot. Hopefully, a lot. Yes. Because we're, I mean, we're we're going for it. We're trying to be. People need to see you guys, and you guys need to do what you do. So. Yeah. Uh, and we will see you at the next show, which will awesome. be this Thursday. Yes, at April fourth, nine thirty club. Yep, opening for the great David Lax Museum. Oh. <laughs> Asim, serious question: Hall or Hoots? <laughs> Hoots. Oh. oh. Okay. Here we go. Uh, no, I would say Hall because he still has a show that live from Daryl's house. Oh, if you ever watch it on um, you sir yes. <laughs> are in the club yes. <laughs> there we go alright it's sweet that's a goal I want to play in Daryl Hall's house <laughs> oh, that's our goal that is forget Madison Square Garden <laughs> just Daryl Hall's Darryl house have you seen Daryl Hall's house it's fucking awesome it's pretty great it's and it's, it's I the lady, the lady will be like, oh, no. he, was, he was on. I hope you enjoyed that uh, interview with Nassim Curry as much as we enjoyed doing it. Uh, thanks. This is a year out, but I want to thank Nassim again for having us into his house, making salsa, and playing for some seriously great songs. Uh, one thing I, I do want to say, it's been fun to watch them sort of grow as a band. They were, when, when we came to know them, they were already pretty established, uh, and then 2013 was really their year. They just sort of exploded. Uh, they ended by winning a bunch of awards in the Boston music uh, scene. Uh, they went on to play Newport and were one of the breakout performances there. So uh, I know they're in the studio or about to go into the studio now and working on a new album. Hopefully we'll have a lot more conversations with them uh, in the years to come because they're seriously great. So that is about our podcast for this week. Uh, if you did enjoy what you just heard, uh, you are in luck. There are 39 more episodes. Uh, I would start with last week's conversation with Damien Dorado uh, because it was just a stellar experience. Um, you can download us on iTunes. Uh, you can stream us from the site, you can download us from the site, or you can stream us from uh, Stitcher Radio. So we will hopefully be back next week uh, with some new interviews and just arguing about albums. Uh, and until then, uh, take care and thanks for listening. I still hear guitars in there.